is 1.37 p.m. Stories of hustle and grind from the intersection of culture, style, music, and sports. Where are you at, man? You out in L.A.? Yeah, L.A., uh, Glendora, California. It's like suburbs, probably like 15 minutes from L.A. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, I know COVID's crazy out there. You need to stay safe, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man, I can't wait for my vaccine shot. I'm uh, I'm pro-science here, so I'm just like to count the days. Oh, yeah. So I know you have the candle business. Um, I saw you post about it, and it looks really cool, like the, the sneaker candle and the Pokemon ball candle. Like, tell us a little bit about the business, man. Like, first of all, like, share the name with everyone and where they could find you, but let us know what's going on. Yeah, uh, so the name of the candle company is called Acure Co. Um, and yeah, um, they can find us in Acuro.co, no, Acureco, sorry, dot com. Um, yeah, it's a A K E R U dash C O dot com. Um, and yeah, you know, it, it was a venture that um, made in Tokyo in 24 hours and you know, as a group, uh, we came across this wax artist on um, IG. He did one kind of, he, he did a couple of candles for himself as a, like art pieces. And we reached out to him and we're like, hey, like we love what you're doing. Um, how can we help really? And uh, it was really like a hobby of his. And we kind of just like dove in head first and kind of escalate the business a little bit, um, you know, kind of rebranded it, repackaged it. And um started and are currently still doing a bunch of seating rounds with you know influencers artists friends you know everybody so yeah it's it's been amazing the reception has been super like uh you know it's been amazing everyone is like i've been a a candle person my whole life but i didn't know like it was such a big thing really that's cool yeah no some some producers tell me that they need candles in the studio when they're making beats yeah you, you know it's crazy um Big Sean's we so we went when when Tokyo and I went on tour with made it with Big Sean in like 2017-18. Um his manager Zeno um you know every day on tour would find a room, set up shop, you know, his laptop, you know, get to work, and he would always travel with this candle and he'd bring it out, light it up. And I remember asking him one time, like, yo, why do you travel with that same candle everywhere? And he's like, man, you got you to gotta set the vibe wherever you're at. And, like, the candle does that for me. It calms me down, lets me, you know, really focus on what I'm doing. And just, like, you know, it's a big part of, like, my ambiance. And I was like, man, I like that. I was like, you know, I love candles. Like, I love the scent. You know, I really, I don't mind, I don't mind paying top dollar for a candle. Yeah, it's, you know, it's one of the few luxuries I indulge in. Hell yeah. That's cool, man. And shout out to Zeno. That's a cool story. Yeah. No, Zeno's a great guy. But yeah, no, like, yeah. And then, you know, I had a funny encounter um, during COVID, um, during the Christmas time. I was like, yo, I'm about to go to Bath and Body Works and grab some candles for friends and family, stuff like that. And um, I walk in and they're like, oh, there's a line. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I'm walking, trying to find the end to this line. And it's outside of the mall, like in the parking area. And I'm like, well, I asked everybody, like, what's going on? Like, it was like, oh, they're having a candle sale. And I was like, yeah. And then, like, literally probably like two weeks later, like, I came across this candle. 
uh, artists, wax artists, and um, yeah, you know, me. I talked to Tokyo, talked to Twenty. You know, they're big on it, and we just, you know, partnered up with him, and yeah, we get we we're getting ready for our next drop, which is gonna be a a Bapesta candle. Um, you know, yeah, I'll send you some pictures. It's super dope. We literally just got the samples in like few few days ago, but it's, yeah, I can't wait. It's gonna be crazy. But you know, it's a good mixture of like hype culture and like home decor. So if you're like really like into like you know set having your house like nice and having pieces that people can like talk upon when people walk into like your house, perfect for you. If you know if you big sneakerhead and you love like the culture, like it's also a great gift. It's like one of those gifts where like it's like a wow factor when people open it. Yeah, totally, totally, man. Um, I even showed the Pokeball to some people I work with who are really into Pokemon cards, and they were like, "Whoa, that's crazy." Yeah, and you know, one thing I do like to tell people is that it, it's you know it's it's dual. You can have it just as art, like sitting on your house, it's gonna smell good. Um, but it also, if you want to burn it, it'll burn right. But we take we take pride in that. Um, you know, we get the the good wicks um we make sure we blend the wax right when we when we're boiling it and so it burns it burns pretty good um it'll last about depending on the candle you get anywhere from like 20 to 40 hours of burn time so, um, yeah. so yeah so. you guys are gonna have a big year I, I know you're just getting started really mm-hmm. yeah no we, we've uh yeah we i mean we've yeah this Sales have been great so far. We've only literally had only two drops. We had a Valentine's Day drop, and then we had a Pokemon. The Pokeball was more for just, like, the kids thing. Um, and we haven't announced it yet, but we're going to be taking the proceeds from the Pokeball sale and donating that to charity. Um, we're looking for one. One that mentally, like, focuses on, like, uh, providing services, um, uh, you know, for kids in uh, – for kids and, uh, you know, mentally, they offer mental services in like, you know, lower income neighborhoods for like kids in particularly. So we're kind of uh, specific on what we're looking for. So we're going through like a few orgs right now about which one we want to like partner up with and like build like a lot of communication that we can like, you know, donate to and contribute to. That's cool, man. That's, that's really awesome that you're giving back. That's awesome. Um, well, yeah, I want to talk about management, too. You were just talking about being on tour with Tokyo. Like, who all do you work with as far as the artists go? Uh, currently, right now, um, I'm working with Made in Tokyo, 24 Hours. Um, uh, new The new artist that uh, we, we spoke about, Ecstasy. Um, Tiggy, who's a producer, who's produced for uh, Khalid, Kalani, 21 Savage. Um, and his latest production, he's a co-producer on Greece for Khaled, DJ Khaled and Drake. Um, so, you know, we've been working with him. That's been exciting. Um, and uh, just a bunch of developing acts right now um, that were that have not really released anything yet. We're going to be releasing stuff soon. Um, and then also on the side, I'm work, I've been working with uh, Kuko in the publishing space, he's uh, gonna be developing his own publishing company called Galaxy Publishing. Um, so me and him, I'll be working more on the A&R side of that, kind of looking for like pro- up and coming producers and writers. And um, so that's been exciting too. Okay, no, that's awesome, man. Shout out to Kuko, or Coop, but yeah, shout out to, yeah. Uh, he's awesome, man. Yeah, no, he's a, 
he's he's dope person. Uh, you know, great. You know, he has a great team around him too. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things in management is like, it's uh, you you know, you invest in the person. So it's like you know, it's somebody that you have to believe in from all angles, whether you know, just personally, you know, musically. It, it it's it's a wide variety. So and you know, Kuk is one of those guys that just he's come a long way. He's grown in grown a lot over the last few years and yeah he's just a dope guy to be around and super musically inclined you know uh, really good at production and i think he's gonna have like a really big year oh yeah okay and yeah man i want to talk to you how did you find ecstasy the artist like and then also his i i walked this earth all by myself that song is crazy ah appreciate that uh so ecstasy he was brought to me by um a buddy of mine named tyler um Tyler just uh he like work he he does like he works for like uh, super duper Kyle he does day-to-day management for uh made in Tokyo and super young uh manager um but yeah so he brought me a uh, ecstasy and was like hey uh check this kid out like what do you think and you know I took a minute sat with the music and there was just something about him you know, I, I just musically was just, you know, really, uh, it was hard to turn them off, you know, when I listened to them and I listened to one record, then I listened to another one, to another one, and everything was just sounding good. It was easy to listen to. Excuse me. And, um, yeah, you know, he had already established contact with Ecstasy. So we got to know him, you know, heard his whole backstory. In Vancouver, 18-year-old, you know, super influenced by X and Jews. And yeah, so, you know, we just, we approached him. We were just like, hey, like, we really want to work. And yeah, we put out his first uh, single, I Walk This Earth. You know, the interesting thing is that I think he has so much room to grow. Uh, you know, he told us that he still records on GarageBand, which is like, you know, amazing. Because when you find artists that are putting out that kind of high caliber music and, you know, they still have all the tools to their disposal, uh, you know, the sky's the limit. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love it, man. And I was I was playing, so I put them on the Monday to Monday playlist, and I was Thank playing you. it out loud. Yeah, hell yeah! And I I was playing it out loud, and uh, someone was like walking by, and they're like, "Yo, who is that?" And like that that sounds crazy. You know what I mean? Like that's that's how yeah. good it is. Like people hear it and they immediately have a reaction. Yeah, no, same same way, same way. Usually, you know, between like all uh, like my buddies and and I who listen to music, like we always trade music. Um, and I'm always in, in, open and listening. Um, you know, some artists have that effect where it's like, whether it be like their voice or the way that they're, the way they select their beats or how they, how they, you know, melodically, how they intro into a song. It, for me, it's like the first like 15 seconds, like whether it be your voice tone or the, or the beat selection you have, like those are critical for me. Cause then you're like, you're grabbing my attention, you know, or whether it be how you say words or you have a slang that I've never heard before. Things like that, like, yo, this is different. I like, and his was just like, literally when I heard that beat, I was like, it, it kind of took me into like a weekend, kind of like, well, where's this kid going with? And it was just a, a great listen. And I was just like, yo, who is this kid? You know, and then, and then we got into the other specific, like, you know, just how is he, who he is? Like, where's he from? Like, what's his background? How do you, like, what's your work pace? How do you work? And, you know, he just seemed like he was all in on the music. And you know he, you know he communicates a lot, listens. So 
those things are and he's creative so i think those things when you put them together then for us it's just easier to like put it all together for him yeah yeah and yo what's crazy is what you just said that's exactly what i always say is that when when some when an artist is using different lingo or like um saying cool creative things it like really draws you in you know mm-hmm. yeah because it's like it's cool because at that point it's like oh this is dope like and then then you get into like the nerd the nerd side of you like what is what does this phrase mean like is it from, this from memphis is this from florida like you know like they have their own slangs it's like a whole new culture you like really dive into and like you know just when when you listen to you know, when I listened to Kodak for the first time, you know, like his, his lingo was like, yeah, what is this? This thing sounds dope. Or when you listen to like, um, you know, Dolph, Dolph has such a, I think has such a great voice. Like, you know, like it has a, he has a, a great voice that like, um, trash talking is really conducive for Like you just love hearing it. So yeah, the voice, voice, tone of voice is really key for me. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, man, I agree. And for everyone uh, listening, if you want to hear the artist Ecstasy, he's on the Monday to Monday playlist. Check him out. Uh, really dope music. So you need to check that out ASAP. But last question for you, man. I know you've been working with Tokyo for a long time, right? Made in Tokyo yeah. for everyone listening. Um, talk to us a little bit about the ups and downs or maybe like one key story, you know, that you've that you've like had with Tokyo over the years that really taught you something, you know, because... I will say, while you're thinking about that, I'll say that, you know, Tokyo is really unique to me, you know, as far as Atlanta artists go. He's really kind of like built himself up where like every now and then an Atlanta artist will get this crazy co-sign or an Atlanta artist will be part of a, a team or a, like have key people around him. I know Tokyo is K-Swisha in 24 hours, but in my mind, Tokyo really did something that I haven't seen a lot of other people do lately you know, and then he's released albums and he's gone on tours and, you know, sometimes artists blow up and they don't even drop an album for like four years, you know? So like, yeah. like talk to us a little bit about Tokyo. Cause I, I just feel like so many people could learn watching his moves. Yeah. You know, Tokyo is a great father, a great artist and a great individual overall. It's a great human being he checks in, you know, we, we talk a lot, but he'll just randomly be like, Yo, how are you? How's your girl? How's the family? How's everything? Just always tapping in and just besides like the business, always just making sure everyone's good. Um, you know, I think he's super underrated. Um, you know, people, you know, he was he had a viral song off SoundCloud that was able to like carve the lanes in radio. You know, before Uber everywhere, you were seeing like top forty people. That you know, there's these people who just in radio had their had the market share and they weren't letting especially the SoundCloud, they weren't letting those kids into radio. And he really carved and broke a lot of doors and um and you know we had a successful radio run with Uber everywhere. But you know, and on top of that, you know, Chuck E. Cheese was like one of the first songs to really show that um tick that TikTok had it was like a power to be reckoned with and could actually really be useful as a marketing tool. Um, you know, I you know, yeah, I think you know, I think really that, you know, people, we always hear from us and from the outside looking in, people are like, yo, why isn't Tokyo bigger? Oh, he should be, you know, doing this and doing that. You know, the one thing I learned about Tokyo um, is that he's going to do what he artistically feels is right for him. And he's never going to bend or fold. You know, he, if he does, like, we've had arguments, but now I learned how to, like, 
I know where his mind state is at, but if he doesn't like something, he doesn't like something. If he doesn't, if he likes something, he likes it. Like, you know, there's, it, he just goes with his gut and it hasn't, it hasn't failed him yet. And I think he's so musically inclined like that. He just knows how to build his fan base. And, um, and he knows exactly who he wants to target. You know, when we came off of Uber everywhere, I think for him, he was like, he felt a little bit of pressure, like, oh, now they see me as his radio artist. And now I got to like, find a way to tap back in with the kids that I want to tap in with through like underground. Um, and we just told him like, yo, just, you know, this best than anybody. So just do what you do. And, you know, obviously I want with Richie South with, you know, it's still an anthem for any, every time we go to concerts, it's a great song to get everybody <laughs> hyped to great workout song. And then, you know, you had skateboard P, which is a, a culture song with Pharrell. He, he paid his homage. Um, then we had Ned Flanders, you know, and then Chuck E. Cheese and, um, yeah, you know, he just, he knows how to really make, put music together and he doesn't really rush for anything. So I have to like argue with him, like, yo, it's been two years, we've been putting any music out. He's like, yeah, haven't really been in the, in the creative space. And then he'll get in his creative space and puts out amazing records. So I, I you know, Tokyo's the one thing I've learned is that you just got to trust his gut and his creative mind. You know, you really can't rush him. You really can't rush the process because he just, he knows what he's doing. Creatively, it's like, it's, he just knows how to put these records together. And it's, you know, I think it's watching him work in the studio is amazing. You know, and I think he's being able to develop his fan base the way he wants now. And now he just moves accordingly, really. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's that's good insight, man. You know, like sometimes you got to just, trust your gut or allow the artist to trust their gut and, and move accordingly. You know, you can't always force people to do what you think is best. You got, it's a team. It's a team at the end of the day. It's a real team. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. You know, I, I, the way I see it is like, it's, it's their art. It's what they have to like stand by and live with for the rest of their lives. Um, And yeah, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, you you feel pressure sometimes from people like, hey, you got to get with this producer or, you, or he's making the hot sound or he's making this. And so it's just, you know, like, I know what I want. I know what my fans want. Me and K-Switch, I have a great vibe, you know, and he has a, a team of producers outside of that, you know, that he works with and has a great relationship. For him, it's never going to be like, oh, I have to work with this hot producer because that's what everyone's doing. Like, he just lives in his own world and he knows like the recipe that works for him and you know he he just built with his fan base directly like he's on he's talking to all these kids all his fans on twitter on instagram answering every dm every message every every you know everyone twitch um discord like he's on he's communicating with his fans so i think he has great insight of like what his fan base is and what they really are looking for Oh yeah. Yo, I know I said last question, but I got to ask you about Jay Balvin, bro. Like <laughs> what's the relationship there? And it seems like you guys click so well. Um, you know, Jay Balvin is, uh, you know, his team is great. Um, you know, it's super easy to work with super, um, you know, it's amazing. Cause he's like you know, a huge artist and like how easy and how down to earth they are is, a breath of fresh air um you know like we were kind of like sometimes you kind of like oh man is he gonna have time for us or like you know we don't want you know we're just trying to figure out how to get all everything together but no he, his team is super 
super down to earth and super helpful in every way. And um, working with him was dope. We, when we we did a record for him a few a couple of years ago, and yeah, you know he was a super nice guy. Really, that's really is the best way to put it. Just a nice guy overall. Super like great energy. His team was amazing, and he's a big fan of the culture. Um, you know, and I think, uh, you know, I think he understands our culture as well. And I think that's why he has such a presence that he's had and, um, smart guy and him and, you know, him and Tokyo met through, um, through Ben Baller. That, that's how the connection originally was made. And yeah, you know, Tokyo introduced, uh, ben, um, sorry, Jay Baldwin to, uh, Chance in Chicago. Um, and you know, that's, that's how Tokyo is. Like Tokyo is just like, yeah, like he understands that Jay Ball is a huge fan of our culture and wants to see him like, you know, connect with more people on this side and, you know, just to make really collabs happen. And, you know, yeah. Uh, one thing I gotta say, Jay Ball is just amazing guy and amazing team. I uh, couldn't thank him enough for being part of the project we just released. Hell yeah. That song's hard too. I appreciate that. Hell yeah. Okay, cool, man. So, Everyone go out and buy the candles to fuel the movement, right? Like, let's yeah. go. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, I should, you know, I'm, I already have a package on out your way. But, yeah, man, you know, it's, we're dropping the babes to candles next. And, you know, I, I'm interested to see how everything will go and, you know, how everything's going to unfold for us on the candle side. But, yeah, it's, for everybody, it's a Kuro, A-K-E-R-U, dash, co.com um but yeah i appreciate you mike thank you man all right you too bro i'm gonna talk to you soon all right brother Be easy. this is 137 p.m own your future start this minute 137 p.m is a gallery media group original production